Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Pearls and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Kahala, and I'm your host. Today, we will continue our journey as we explore Black businesses all over, both near and far. And today, we have a wonderful, wonderful Black businesswoman coming to talk to us, a restaurateur, and just a wonderful individual, the one and only, the one and only Jazz Brooks. Hey! Oh my goodness, I'm so happy that you are here. Likewise, I'm happy. Oh my goodness, I knew it. I knew what I said. Jazz has to come. And I reached out to you last June, but um, I said it took a little time, but we are here. We are here, and I'm so happy about it. So we can talk all things business because, ladies and gentlemen, she has quite the story, quite the testimony, and we want to hear all about it. And we really feel that talking to you today and hearing your story will really help a lot of people because it's not all glamorous. No. Right? I've, I've learned that the hard way, you know, trying to start business. And then you have, you know, your family commitments and you have your personal commitments and your mental health that you because it is not for the faint or the or the weak it's not okay but you have navigated all of it and i just love her food her service her spirit i think you are amazing oh my god like i appreciate this so much it means a lot you know for you to say all of those things about me it's just like you know i work really hard on my business i work really hard to be a decent person and to lead with love and you know really take hospitality serious so to hear you say that like means a lot and i appreciate well good good so tell us wherever you want to start in the journey that's where you start so whether you want to start in the five deuce or where you want to start just you can't say five deuce like that (laughs) no i'm just joking but um no like the journey did start on 52nd street in east st louis illinois um where i'm from my family uh was there for quite some time my dad um and my mom owned a convection uh a store on 52nd street and state um so actually it's kind of interesting that we we're just talking about that. Um, I actually just bought that piece of land. So I've had it for the last like three years, but that was like really important to me because, you know, watching my parents, you know, growing up, running that business and things like that, um, things kind of ended um, with my parents, you know, divorcing and stuff like that. And so it was just something that I was always very, very passionate about mm-hmm. and a piece of land that I just had to have. So um, I, I bought that. So. I'm very, very wow. committed to that that community, to, you know, East St. Louis Senior High. And so anything I could do to make that area better, like, I'm very passionate about doing it. And so you went to Eastside. I did. I'm a flyer. <laughs> and we love, we love, we love Eastside High here. <laughs> but if we a Lincolnite. You know, I'm a Lincolnite. My daddy was a Lincolnite. But no, we love Eastside. We are all East St. Louis. Yes, we love all things Eastside. But we are not created equal. So let's be clear about that. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) no, she. I'm going to let you have that one because I love you so much. Yes. I love you so much. I love you too. (laughs) And you are like amazing. (laughs) Right. And it's not personal, which, you know, 
anyway, I got to stand we, up we, for my we, flyers. Yeah, we love who we love. You know what I'm saying? We got the Tigers and we got the Flyers, but we one big happy family mm-hmm. in the boogie. Oh, yeah. So, Eastside, then you went on. I went to Jackson State. Uh, I attended Jackson State for three years. Um, and then I just pretty much just made a decision to start working. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, so I just really focused on on that journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I went to school actually to be a special education teacher. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, what am I doing? <laughs> so um, I think I've known since I was very young that, you know, um, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to run my own business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, growing up in the community that we grew up in, um, it was just really focused on like education, right? Very much so. Yeah. Very much so, to the point where I feel like it stifles a lot of people's dreams because they don't feel like, you know, if I step out on faith and I do what I really feel passionate about doing, um, and I know, you know, if I actually do it the right way, I'll make money, you know, they don't feel like that's necessarily the way to go because education is like... Drilled. Yeah, at the forefront of Mm -hmm. what success looks like in our community. And so um, I just really became like a student of life. You know, um, just travel, you know, making connections, building relationships with people and really just um, believing enough in myself to just like chase my dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, that's what success looks like. And you are extremely successful and your journey is beautiful. I love that everybody education or the typical what we see is education, because you're right. East St. Louis And not to say that it's, you know, a bad thing, but it definitely is, especially when we were growing up in that probably like 35 to 55 year old group, it was about being a teacher or being an educator or education. And we still want to promote education, but we also want to promote other ways of making a living Mm -hmm. that are honorable and decent and profitable for our families and entrepreneurship is absolutely the way to go because you can be small business and stay there or you can be a billionaire. I mean, we've seen it every single day where people just said, you know, I'm going to follow my dream and my purpose and everybody's purpose and dream looks different. Absolutely. Yeah. And so like, since I've been back home, I've, um, been an advisor for the vocational education department um, at Eastside. And so that's something that I take very, very seriously. Um, So much so to the point where like, I think maybe three years ago, I dedicated like 50 to 60 hours um, of the school year, you know, being there and like, you know, being hands-on and sharing and mentoring, you know, kids, because I am very passionate about that. And I don't think people understand the value of uh, trade. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and really like acquiring a skill that can make you money for life. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was talking to the kids and talking about the restaurant. They're all like really excited about that. I'm like, okay, that's cool too. But like every time I need a repair, they're charging me $150 an hour just to show up. And then, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. they're charging me for whatever materials uh, they need in order to fix it. And so really like my mission in that program is just to transform the mindset Absolutely. Of kids so they can see the bigger picture of what entrepreneurship looks Looks like. like. Right. Yes. And a plan. Right. We are big on the pivot and the plan here at Pros and Politics Podcast. So you, life causes you to have to pivot. I don't care how long you live, 
what your socioeconomic background, whatever it is. Some there's a curveball coming. Oh yeah. And yeah. you have to be able to take whatever hits you need to take and pivot to move forward and then having a plan. So whether that's a mental health plan, a medical plan, a life plan. Oh, if yeah. you, you if you don't plan, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna fail eventually if you don't plan. And so for you to say, I'm coming back to the city where I grew up, the high school that I graduated from, the city that made me the wonderful jazz brooks that I am. And I'm going to be like, well, let's have a conversation about something besides the traditional path. Right. That still leads to success. And just making sure that you, it's a, it's a mindset. Absolutely. And for so often, the mindset has been what it's been. And I think that's how, in so many cases, particularly in communities of color, we've suffered the way that we have because we haven't been able to switch that mindset. Yeah. So you being able to say, I know where it needs to start, it starts in your mind. And let's have a conversation about it. Yes. Yes. You know, and it's, and I I really want to give my mom like a shout out on this one because I really, um, you know, when I was in Jackson, I ended up working in development. So I was working for Jackson Redevelopment Authority. And I was pretty, you know, I was happy with what I was doing. But um, I remember my mom called me and she was just like, Jazz, like, where are you? And I told her, she was like, well, I talked to you. And I heard it in her voice. Then I was just like, Ugh. you know, you know, your mama called <laughs> you right. saying she want to talk to you. I'm like, oh, God. So um, she was like, no, this is serious. And I was like, OK. She was like, um, God's been talking to me about you. And I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, what'd he say? <laughs> <laughs> right. what do you say? No, but seriously, no, she was like, um, he's been talking to me about you and just about um, you know, where you are. And he was like, and she was like, I feel like, you know, you need to come home. And I said, Why why would you say that? And she was like, Well, you know, I think that your role and your mission in this world is gonna start in East St. Louis. And she was like, I see you like impacting lives of like young people. And, you know, I really feel like you need to come home and I know you feel secure here or whatever. She was like, but your blessings are here. She was like, now you can ignore it. She was like, but it's just been pressing on my spirit. So, you know, I'm going to just leave it up to you. And literally, I think I was back at home in like two weeks. I had packed everything. Everything. I didn't question it. And I wasn't necessarily happy about the decision. I just didn't want to be disobedient. Mm -hmm. And so when I say when I got back home, like, my life just completely transformed. Like my mindset, you know, the the connections, the relationship building, me realizing like, you know, what I had gotten from that experience in, in Mississippi um, was, was very valuable. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that we understand the value of our experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so I was just able to use all of those things, you know, to, to help a lot of people and, um, you know, including myself, mm-hmm. you know, just just really opened up some doors. And I'm just like so happy that I came back home. I am, too. I am, too. <laughs> and so many of us here are so happy about it. So how did that segue you or pivot you into like you probably had successful businesses your whole life? Like you were probably the little girl with the green eyes and like the <laughs> lemonade stand on 52nd Street. But the business that we all know you for, right? How how did that come about? Okay, so I was working for AT and T. Um, after I, you know, got back here, um, I got that job working for them, and there was a guy who was working with me um, as a manager. He owned like a hot dog cart, and we would just always talk about like restaurants. I'm like, man, you know, I really want to open a restaurant. 
And so I start putting that out there in the world. And then when I tell you, like, I just really got so consumed with it. Like, like my whole, you know, day, whatever free time I had, I was, you know, looking at equipment. I was doing all of this stuff. And I remember one of my customers came into AT&T. And so we were talking about it. And he was like, how serious are you? I was like, I'm very serious. He was like, well, I own 20 gas stations and I shut, you know, I closed them. He was like, I have a warehouse full of equipment. He was like, just wow. come by. I'm like, okay, cool. So, like, I literally went by this guy's place, had no restaurant, no plan, no nothing, and just started buying stuff as I had the extra money. And so there was an opportunity that came up for uh, Art on the Square in Belleville. And so I was just like, you know, I am going to buy a snowball machine, and I'm going to start small, and I'm going to use this money that I make, you know, vending at all of these events to fund a restaurant. So... Uh, when they talked to the people, the organizers, they were like, all the spots are full. Like, mm. can't get in there. So I, I remember having a conversation with an older gentleman on uh, on East Main uh, about a building that he had for lease. And I was like, hey, like, they're going to block this whole street off. And so I can't necessarily get in the festival, but, like, they're going to be in front of it. So I'll be right here. It's kind of like Parasite to the Well. So I was like, all right, cool. So I was like, I am going to ask him if I can, like, you know, lease it for the weekend. So I did. And I told everybody I was so excited, like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to be out here selling snowballs, y'all. Like, come support me um, or whatever. And so a day before the event, I was, like, working with the machine. I was like, wait, like, the dimension of block ice, like, here and in the South is totally different. And that's such a random fact. Like, mm -hmm. nobody would even think of something, you know, that insignificant. But the machine didn't work. So I had spent like thousands of dollars on the machine, paying him for the weekend, all this other stuff, and like had no product. So I literally was like crushed. I was like, this is not good. <laughs> and I remember going into a room in um in that building, and I've never gotten emotional telling this story, so that's kind of crazy. But like I just remember getting going into this room and just like just telling God, like, you know, I have Put a lot of work, a lot of effort into this. And, you know, I can't use this machine and I have to do something because I've told everybody that I'm going to be here. You know, I got people lined up to help me and I have no product. And I promise you, like, just as clear as day, like, I just saw seafood. And I was just like, this is something I do pretty well, you know? But um, I don't know. I was like, you know, I just literally was just like, okay, this is what I'll do. And I walked out the room and everybody was just like, you know, kind of hanging out. And I was like, look, I'm going to sell seafood this weekend. And they were like, what? You know, I'm like, listen, like, don't question it. Like, let's roll. We going to roll with it. <laughs> we going to roll. I'm headed to the store. Like, I'm a, you know, whatever. And so like the first day, no customers, right? People were smelling it. Like, and they were walking by, like, you know, what's going on? But no customers. And so my brother came in from Louisville. The next day, he was like, well, Jazz, you got to start sampling stuff. You got to let, pe let people try it. He's like, because they are walking by, you know, inquiring, but you need to let them try it. I was like, okay. Another whisper. Yes. So I did. And my, um, I had my first customer that night. It was a couple. It was a, a Q and a Delta. And they came in. They were so sweet. And they were like, no, you know, yeah, the sample was great, but we want to support you. I said, okay, cool. So they bought a plate. And, and that was that. And so I went home. And so, like, my phone started blowing up. I'm like, what's going on? So everybody's like, Jazz, you went viral. And I was like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it's like 2016. So, like, that wasn't, like, a thing. So 
Um, and I had never experienced it. So I'm like, I don't know what that means. And they were like, girl, like, I hope you got some products for tomorrow because it's going to be like a situation. And I'm like, wow. Like, I've never done this before. I don't have a commercial kitchen. I'm cooking on two house stoves. I got two microwaves and one burner. And like, this is crazy. So um, Sunday I showed up and it was like a line, like down the street. And so like completely sold out of everything that I had purchased. And so it just became a situation because it was like, you know, hey, is this a thing? Like, are you coming back? Like, is this just for the festival? And so I had a lot of, you know, tough decisions to make in that moment. And so um, God just gave me so much grace and so much favor in this situation because this gentleman that had this building, I had a conversation with him and I was just like, hey, listen, this went really well. Um, I think that I would like to do it again, you know, just on a pop-up type of, you know, mm -hmm. uh, schedule, you know, would you be okay with me renting the building week to week? He was like, absolutely, fine. French Canadian guy, former restaurateur. So I got a lot of mentorship, you know, with that, that lease, like it was just, it was just God. Like I, I Absolutely. Try, to, try to tell people like, once you make your mind up and mm -hmm. you are confident, you know, that, Hey, like once I get out here and do what I'm supposed to do, like everything will align for you. And so how ironic is that, that the guy that I'm leasing this building uh, from is a former restaurateur mm -hmm. that's, you know, itching to give me the information, wants to see me succeed, wants to see me thrive. Understands. Gets it. You know, and before I had my first employee, like, you know, that man would like literally like work with me, like literally work because he saw it, you know, he understood. And so I'm still very, very thankful for that mentorship. Um, just tenant term, you know, mentee. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but anyway, getting back on track with the story, I ended up um, renting a week, doing a week for week. Um, and it got to the point where I couldn't keep my job. So I had to make a decision. And my mom was like, girl, you about to leave that corporate job making all that money so young. <laughs> like, she was like, you, you know, you're moving up, you're in management now. And I was just like, mom, I was like, I'm a really good employee. Like, I'm a great employee. And that's the reason why I continue to move up. I was like, and so with that being said, like, I can always go back. Mm -hmm. But these opportunities don't come like this. As long as I transition properly, because that's what a lot of people don't get. Right. They're just like, oh, I'm gone. Never nah, show back up. No, no, no. As long as I transition properly, oh, they will happily take me back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so I did my due diligence. I made that decision. And um, here we are seven years later. It's history. Yep. So did that space turn into, was that down the street from the courthouse? Yes, ma'am. Was that that yep. space? Yep. Okay. So, <sighs> and so the interesting thing about it, it was like, all right. Cause I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a plan for this restaurant. There was no plan. I, I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have any investors. I didn't have anything. Like it literally was just organic and the most grassroots situation <laughs> that you can ever imagine. Love it. And so it was like, you know, all right, well, I'm gonna just do takeout. Cause it's not a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Like not, not that type of restaurant. Right, I remember. And so people were like, well, it's tables in here. Can we sit down? Like. You know, here we go. Let's move the tables. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, do I need, do I have to eat my, my, my food off of, uh, out of a styrofoam box? I mean, it's not a restaurant. So then started buying dishes, you know, started buying decor. I'm a lover of uh, black art. You know, so many black artists contributed pieces um, to create a, you know, a space that was reflective of like, you know, my feeling for art and 
when I, um, I'm a lover of music. And so, you know, I put a couple speakers in, you know, it just really just transformed like every week into more of uh, a restaurant. It just became like a thing. Like it felt like you were eating at your like cool aunt's house. You it know? was a whole thing, a whole vibe. It was a mood. <laughs> and I love the way you tell the story because I literally in my mind see people showing up. I see people sitting down. When you were talking about the art, I literally saw it in my mind, the art popping up on the wall. And I, when you said the music, I hear it. I literally, the way you tell it, I'm in my mind's eye, I'm watching it go from the, what is the thing that you write on outside of mm -hmm. a, you know, I, I still see that in my mind and I'm watching you evolve your business yes. right before my very eyes, even though you're only telling the story. Right. And I just remember it blowing up. That's why I say you've probably been good at business since the lemonade stand, <laughs> but the bake sale, but what we know you for and to be able to have you tell your story. And it's a blessing because one, you're making it clear how you got there. Okay. Your faith and God favored you through the whole process and for the person who doesn't have the investor, right? Doesn't have a silver spoon, doesn't have their daddy to get them a million dollars to start their business. Because I promise you this time last year, there was no present politics podcast. There yeah. was no LLC. Like it just, and what did you say? You don't have all of that extra. It's just you just and me. a vision. It's you and a dream. It's you standing there saying, God, I left it all on the floor. Yes. And this is, I can't, I done told everybody. Like, <laughs> I remember Joseph Anthony, the beautiful graphics, five days, four days, three days, two. I'm like, okay, well, we out here now. Remember, Chris, we said launch on June 17th. And I was like, okay, well, we done told everybody now. So it's got, yeah. it's got to happen. And it has to happen. consistency and integrity. Yeah. You know, and I just watched it turn into, I mean, folks at the courthouse talking about it. You was staying you know, trending on social media. And I just enjoyed eating. I remember taking it to my mother. And trust me, if I'm going to take it to my mama. It's good. It's good. Because I Moms don't. Moms are just, critical. You know, and I don't give just anything. She's 75 and she, she, she my mama, Lord. And, <laughs> but if I really like, I'm like, mom, I got to get you some of this. I got to. And that, that's how I felt. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. Like, you know, it's just like looking back on it. I don't know if you remember, like, the setup, but, like, the kitchen was, like, right in the middle. Yes! Of the space. There was only a curtain there. Uh-huh. So, I literally, like, just remember, like, uh, times where, like, you know, music would be playing, and we just in the kitchen singing, and then, like, I can hear, like, the customers out there singing. It just was, like, a vibe, like... It was you a know, whole vibe. I, I enjoy coming to work every single day, even though I was dog-tired. Like, there would be days that I would work, you know, 16, maybe 18 hours. Like, I just felt like giving up. And I was just like, you know, just the feeling and and kind of knowing like you were really creating a space for people to really like enjoy mm -hmm. themselves and mm -hmm. like exposing people to black art and, you know, putting like black excellence on display with like on display. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's just all of it. And so that just kind of kept me going. Oh. And I'm going to tell you, um, I think that when we talked about the initial 
inception of the restaurant, one piece that was very important that people don't uh, talk about enough is the sacrifice that it took. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we talk about not having investors, but when I was working my corporate job, I lived on a $7 a day budget. I drove, I drove a little beater. Like, you know, I didn't um, live above my means because I understood that, hey, listen, you might not be able to go to a bank and you might not, you know, be able to find somebody to fund your dream. So you need to make these appropriate sacrifices, you know, so that when the time comes, you're ready. Mm-hmm. So um, even though God showed me favor, like a lot of that was things that I had to do to ensure that I had what I needed in order to, you know, open the restaurant when it, when the time came. Absolutely. So I sacrificed a lot um, when I got back home just because I always had that vision in the forefront of my mind. Yes. And it's all about a long-term goal. Yes. So many people are short-term. So they're like, oh, well, I want to do this now and that now. When And I think one thing that I love about my husband, he, he forces me to long-term in areas that... I don't feel are important. So my aunt Catherine always talks about how, you know, my, my girlfriends, well, we've watched you for 45 years, right? This is what I want to do. And we like, okay, well, we just going to wait it out because it's going to get done. Mm -hmm. You know, um, my best friend, Chastity, her husband said one time, I was like, well, this is what I wanted. And I think we were talking about the podcast and something that I wanted. And he was like, well, one thing about it, you usually get what you want. You know, and I, and, but he didn't mean like material things. He meant Kahala says, I want to do this. And we, again, we sit back and we like, oh, it's just a matter of time. And, but when it comes to certain other things that aren't what my focus is, he will be like, no, it's, it's, it's a long game, babe. And we have to understand that we have to make those sacrifices. Yes. Because we can't have the Gucci bag today. We talked about that in what well, I think it was season one, good financial responsibility. Like when you when you blow up, you know, you the millionaires or the billionaires, you can have as many Gucci bags as you want. But today, you know, renting week to week downtown Belleville, like the Gucci bag is not for today. Right. And I think that is going to help so many people who hear your story and who watch it on the YouTube channel. You know what? I keep hearing that. Like, she keeps stressing, like, this platform keeps trying to press us to do better and be better. And what did you say in the beginning? Change our mindset. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and so I always, like, I always saw it. Like, my friends say that I'm like a serial optimist, but like, I really (laughs) believe in myself, right? Like I really do, and I, I always like trust it. I'm like, I'm not gonna continue to put out this narrative that I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that, and I'm not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm gonna do it. That's right. And so like, regardless to what it looks like, you know, I, I couldn't see it. I never imagined, um, you know, Crush Velvet being what it was. Um, but that one piece of like, okay, hold on, you probably gonna have to edit this. Are we good? I can continue. Mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah, like I never really knew exactly what it was going to be. I knew it was going to be something. And so like, I just really held on to that, you know? And I was just like, like I was out here grinding, like I already had a business and I didn't even know where it was going to come from. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm flying to New Orleans, like, okay, I'm going to buy this machine. I'm going to do all these other stuff. But like, I just knew I was getting closer and closer. I just didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And I just felt it and I just kept going. Like, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it's that sometimes even before you hear the audible voice of, I know you, I always knew you weren't going to sell ice today. That's why I made sure that the dimensions were different, just states over, because this is what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Um I know Yashika shares a similar story. That guy was like, you're going to put it in jars, you know? And I had prayed for years for a God idea. I was like, you know, I love practice. I, I love what I do, you know, um, but I would love to do something more. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I advocate and, you know, I, I, you know, I think I do well speaking or whatever, you know, I'm a litigator, you excellent, know, excellent, there yeah. are so many things I said, but there's like this, I just I just want one God idea. I tell people all the time when we talk about how Bezo started in his garage and the Spanx lady started sewing in like one of her bedrooms and now they're billionaires. Yes. You know, that's an understatement talking about Bezos. But it's just like, I don't, ha it don't have to be billions. It can now, Jesus. But, you know, <laughs> I just want something more for myself and my children and my yes. family. And I prayed for years for the God idea. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm just, you know, going to be the circuit clerk and then eventually chief counsel and, you know, whatever. And then it just ballooned. But he was like, but I've been preparing you the whole time, these relationships the whole time. So you have people, solid people that can come on from the CEO, mom, whoever, and have these conversations. I'm preparing you so you understand how politics works and how especially in the black community and what needs to be done and you're just like okay you're building me the whole time i'm waiting on the whisper not knowing that well the whisper's here but all of this is preparation and every day would you say you knew you were getting one day closer and one day closer didn't know it was right here but one day closer and that's kind of how, how again, how this came about. It's just like, okay, Lord, well, I've been praying for about a good three, four years for my for my Spanx idea, and it, it ain't came yet. But, you yeah. know, you making sure my kids are fed and the water's on, and, you know, we got reliable transportation. Like, we doing all right. And I thank you, but I know there's more. Yes. And, again, just seeing everything that, and just, Again, I never knew the story. And I'm sitting over here like excited, heart raising, <laughs> like this is amazing to just hear. It felt so good. It felt good. Like, I mean, people were talking about, you know, doing things that you're passionate about. And when I tell you, like, it was, it's never been about money. Like, it's just a feeling and knowing like people are coming to my space. They're really enjoying what I'm like producing, like, you know, the vibes are there, like... Why you was wearing Jordans? Right. <laughs> oh, I remember the Jordans. I remember your post about when you finally had to retire those Jordans mm. and how much money you made wearing them Jordans. I was like, oh, Lord. You know what? Those Jordans are hanging up it. in my space right now. You saved them. So I'm, I'm never getting rid of them. Like, I worked the soles out of those shoes. Like... I'm talking about bubbled up, toes crunched up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the post I said. That woman said she made it rain in them Jordans. I, did. I will never forget that. I did. It was just, you know, I worked so hard and it, it just it just felt good. Like it didn't really feel like work because it was just, you know, something I really, really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And shout out to black women because there were times where like, because for the longest time I was my only employee. And there were times where, like, 
women. And, there, and there's a lady, her name is Christy. She actually runs a restaurant in Belleville too. But before she had a restaurant, you know, she would come in as a customer. And I remember one time I literally was about to give up because I was just tired. Like I was physically incapable of like moving forward. And so she came in and she said, look, I'm bringing my sisters and a couple of my friends and we are going to, you know, do all the cleaning tonight. We're going to wash all the dishes. We're going to do everything like we see you. We want you to keep going. And they did that for me. And I was just like, you know, God, I thank you. And I remember one time I ended up, um, I was like, forget this. I'm going to quit. Because <laughs> I was so tired. I was like, I just can't do it. And I walked outside after I made that statement and I saw my classmate former classmate or whatever, some, a guy I graduated with. And I was just like, man, what's going on? You know, I haven't seen you in years. You know, he's like, yeah, I've been out of town. I was like, well, what you doing? He's like, I'm back. And I was like, you know, um, so what you got going on? He was like, well, I just been watching the kids. You know, he was like, but um, looking for a job. And I was like, well, what type of experience do you have? And he was like, well, I'm a cook. <laughs> like, seriously? Okay, Jesus. And he was like, yeah, he's like, what you got going on over here? You know, I was like, this is my restaurant. He was like, for real? I was like, yeah. He was like, like you own it. I was like, yeah. And he was <laughs> yeah, like, Yeah, I do. And I do. Yeah, and do. <laughs> and do. So uh I was like, uh, I was like, man, you looking for a job? And he was like, Yeah. I was like, Can you start today? He was like, Yeah, let me go drop the kids off. <laughs> and, you know, and so it just kind of happened that way. And then there was a lady who came in who was a teacher, and um, she was like, Hey, I have a young man that needs a job. Um having some issues or whatever. And she's like, I really ain't, I really don't want to put this on you, but I feel like you are capable of like helping him out. She was like, so, um, you know, would you give, an, give him an opportunity? I was like, sure. So I actually uh, went down to the, to a school in East St. Louis and interviewed him, really felt his spirit. And I knew he had some challenges or whatever, but 17 year old kid um, ended up hiring him. And when I say he was so responsible, mm-hmm. like, him being there was just a, a blessing for me. Like, I mean, he was a key holder and he was 17. Wow. And this is a, a kid that was labeled like a juvenile delinquent, but just fell in love with like food and like hospitality. And I just kind of saw him like transform into a man and, you know, just change, you know, his whole mindset. And as I'm growing, he's growing with me. And so, um, that narrative continued, you know, with a lot of my employees. And then with my engagement uh, with the vocational education program, I was able to employ a lot of those kids. And so it's just it's just been a blessing. Like the restaurant overall um, has just created a platform for me to, you know, be my authentic self and to, you know, to, to really give back and to share. And so I think that um, that's been the most important thing for me, um, just having the ability to, to do that. And I love that you give us an opportunity to support oh, and, yeah. and to be a part of your your life. Because, again, from the down the street from the courthouse to when you moved, you know, a little further out in Belleville and being able to bring it back and tell my staff. And then what did you say? They still continue to patronize your business even after that initial point of contact. But I love to support Black business, black women, black community, black families, black love, black churches. Like I just love to support because for so long there was no support for so long. The opportunities were not there. And to see people rise up 
and say, okay, I got this entrepreneurial spirit. You know, I got the spirit of integrity and excellence, and I'm going to put that out there for people to be able to be inspired because oh, yeah. you, I may be 45 and you still young and 30, but you inspire me <laughs> and you make me want to keep going and to do better because Chris can tell you, it's been so many times I was like, okay, I'll call and he was like, uh-oh. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm giving up. I'm not doing this anymore. And he's like, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Because what it's, is Jazz going to say? If I if I put up a post and I'm like, like oh, what you mean? no more pros and politics. <laughs> and I'm like, I bet you folks will come out the woodwork and be like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. And I'm like, well, I just, it's hard. Yes. And it's it's hard. What did we talk about earlier off camera? Like the the mental health, like being able to choose yourself. Oh, yeah. And it's hard to choose mama and self and business and three kids and self and business and a nine to five. And it's I appreciate and you blessed me today just when we had our conversation about being able to guard your mental health. Oh, yeah. Because, again, we've had those conversations on this platform and I'm working on it. I really am, but it's really hard. Very difficult. Um, it's, it's just really hard. It's difficult. Like life is hard anyway. But then you have, you know, the challenge of being a, a black woman, a woman, a black woman, um, you know, living in the world that we live in, you know, just the additional challenges that are presented, it's just a lot. It's a lot. And then being a black woman in business is even harder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a strong black woman in business, you know, mm-hmm. makes it even worse because, you know, there's that intimidation factor and people don't like it when you're sure, you know, of yourself. And it's just mm-hmm. like, even in, you know, my states of uncertainty, like, um, the most important thing to me is that I know who I am in my core. So regardless of like what's going on, you know, with the business or, you know, what's going on with, with, with this and that, like, I know who I am. Mm-hmm. And so like, I can confidently walk in that. And so for the longest time, I, I didn't have that mindset. Like I didn't understand how important that is, mm-hmm. you know? And like, yeah. So like really me taking time to invest in, you know, doing things that I want to do, um, you know, really just like loving on myself, mm-hmm. you know, because I give a lot. Mm-hmm. That's that's my nature. I'm naturally a giver and, you know, I want to take care of people and mm-hmm. I want to whatever. But like in the process of me doing all of that, like I was my cup was just so empty. And it just took me going through some things to really realize how important it was to like take care of myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so happy you're in that space. Yeah. So as we close. Of course, we have to ask you what you can share. What okay. you can share about where you're at and where you're going. Like the sky is the limit. Like I, I'm just waiting to see it. I just I'ma sit back and watch it unfold and keep supporting and buying <laughs> and pouring and encouraging. So where where you going? It's only up from here, but to the top. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? Um that's a really interesting question. Um I don't know. I think that the one thing um, that I did not do, and and I think the only thing that I think about all the time is that I didn't dream big enough, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had like all this crazy self-belief, but the the dream was not as big as it should should have been. So now I'm just like refocusing 
and you know really just like becoming a crazy dreamer again getting back back into you know that that focus that I had when I got started and so I don't necessarily have anything to put out but just understand like I'm I'm actively working okay. on things um and I'm dreaming a lot bigger so we'll 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 see you know where that, where that takes me but um I do have some plans for the future None that I'd like to share right now. Uh-huh. But, yeah. And that is perfectly fine. I just know what's up from here. <laughs> I'm and thinking big. <laughs> yes. And that is what I wanted you to share. Yeah. You know, not necessarily specifics, because we going to see that. Because, you know, the, the actual move, the fruition makes the noise. Um, but letting everyone know that you're, you're bigger, this, you're dreaming bigger this time. And again... Because I think sometimes we limit ourselves because mm -hmm. I know I'm guilty of that. And folks be like, how you did this and then that. None of a guy did all of that and he's got more to do. But I do believe because he's so big, like we can't even fathom how big he is, that really our dreams should be bigger. Absolutely. And again, we limit ourselves. So I, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed, you know, when the sisters-in-law patronized you back in December, and we gonna keep doing it, and we Shout gonna out keep y'all for always showing me love. I'm telling you, cause oh, we, man. oh, that's what we do. It's we, some dope black women in East St. Louis. Like, I don't think we talk about that enough. Like, show love. You know, we always talk about haters and all that, but what about the people who really show love and support? That's right. You know, like, that's right. I appreciate that, and that has really kept me going. And we appreciate you. And we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Me, you, Jocelyn, Devin, the whole, we all the whole keep going. Oh, shout out to A.M. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, thank Devin you so Jocelyn. much for being Likewise. with me today. Are you going to come back? Because you when, yeah. when when the big happened, you got to remember me. Okay? You got to remember us. And we going to. Listen, like the, the big, it'll be simultaneous. Like it's. <laughs> It's, it's happening already. So, yes, I am going to be uh, honored to be back. And I'm very honored to be here today. You don't realize how how big of a deal this has been for me to share this platform with you. And I truly believe in this. And, like, I'm really happy. Like, just just you even reaching out to me, like, really um, was the confidence boost that I needed. You know, it's, it's been some rough times. And so I just, like, you know, God, thank you for this platform. Thank you for the opportunity to share my story. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. And thank you for tuning in today to Pearls and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. We hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we did. And we hope you'll join us again next week. But in the meantime, please like, love, share, and subscribe. And happy Valentine's Day to our political pearls and gents around the world. We'll see you next week. <laughs>